0: Hello everybody and welcome back to another of the chats with our artists from the Making Zen online retreat coming up on the 15th to the 19th of May of this month. So just a couple of weeks from now and um, today we're going to be talking with Liz Kettle. So I'm just going to see if I can invite her on
1: here we go she's just about to join
0: us here so yes we've got a wonderful lineup of artists and hello how is herself how are, are you are today you <laughs> i'm pretty good i'm having um a, a fun day actually my cat she absolutely loves the silicon lids that you can put on um things in the kitchen and so she's just discovered that that's her new toy. So we've been playing fetch all day with this <laughs> lid. <laughs> Which is quite adorable because it's much larger than she is. And yet she's walking around and carrying You're it. They're so much fun. <laughs> they, they,
1: they really are. are and how about you? they are doing great you? here. Um, things are blooming. I'm in Washington State and um, spring is just like all over. So I'm really excited. how wonderful have you got a nice and is it Uh, oh not today yesterday it was but not today we don't we don't get that much sun (laughs) Uh, but you know I lived in Colorado for almost 30 years and I kind of got my fill of sun so um, it's okay if I don't have quite as much sun these days
0: Well, that's right. And sometimes an overcast day is always a good incentive exactly. to get I making. Stay my
1: student. When it's beautiful out, I want to be outside and working in the yard. And when it's kind of overcast or rainy, I'm like, I get to play in the studio.
0: Yes, exactly. That's right. Well, that's so true. Mm-hmm. You kind of get pulled in opposite directions sometimes, don't you, when it's sunny outside. I mean, we can always take a lot of our yeah. projects outside. And I, I know do. that's something that you like to do. Just the, yeah, other, yeah, the other day I was definitely. doing
1: um, a lot of painting on fabric um, to outside, to, different from the class, but I kind of got on this roll with painting fabric for my <laughs> class, and um, th- and I've just been painting fabric. So the other day when it was beautiful, then my husband was like, you got red paint on my picnic table. I said, well, you offered it up, so... <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, that's a really nice um, segue, actually, Liz. Would you like to share what you're going to be um, teaching in the making and retreat? I'm super excited.
1: So I love to dye fabric, but um, it can be messy and it takes time, and you got to mix all the dyes. And if you want a certain color, it's kind of hard to get all the time. So um, I I paint my fabric quite often. I dye fabric too, but I love to paint it because it's like instant gratification, and you can see the color you're going to get. Sometimes with dyes. The color shifts and you're not expecting it so it's nice with painting i've got a couple of samples here plus the other thing i love about painting is you can get the f- color you want on the fabric you want i love using cotton duck fabric which is like a canvas weight but oh, it yeah. does not come in co- in these kind of colors <laughs> you know you, you can't get it anywhere in, in co- pretty colors so um it's one of the ones i love to do and It fringes up so nicely when you wash it. I don't know if you guys can see that. Mm. Fringy edge, I love that. So I'll rip it into smaller pieces and throw it in the washer and get all that yummy fringe. Um, And then I've just got, like, I kind of got on a roll. I got all the colors. Um, I didn't show this many colors in the class, but I kept going because I had all the supplies out. I was like, oh, yummy. Um, One of my favorite fabrics to use is Osnaburg because I do a lot of hand stitching. It works great on the machine, too, but um, it's got a little more open weave. So it's really wonderful for hand stitching, and it's not a very expensive fabric. But, again, it comes in oatmeal color. (laughs) Oatmeal is the color it comes in. So painting it, look at this one. This one I was kind of playing with, um, kind of modeling the colors as I went, (laughs) I just mm-hmm. love it, love it, love Beauty. the color and fabric. So, yeah. and then, and I kind of got a bug to just stitch one. So I showed in the class how to do these stamps. So I started stitching this one. I want to add something more down here, but I, I ran out of time. So um, I just, I just <laughs> love everything color, fabric, stitch. It's just, it just all makes me happy. Yeah. Uh
0: it's totally and it totally makes me happy too i love that um you're sharing these uh skills and techniques with us that are you know everybody can do a a deep dive and start painting and playing with colors and i mean just mixing colors is just so much fun isn't it like just that that whole process and
1: it's really exciting to hear that
0: you got so excited about the process that yeah. you had to keep going. Well, I, I realized
1: um, that I didn't, there were a lot of colors missing from my stash because I had just did a big studio remodel. And it's been a while since I've been able to dye fabric. And I was like, holy cow, I've just got to keep painting fabric because I'm missing colors. And my mm. color palette mm. changed since mm, exactly. I moved. Um, which, you know, our exactly. surroundings do change yeah. our color palette sometimes. So it's always interesting.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that that is quite interesting. Um, I have a friend who works in; um, mm-hmm. she's a wallpaper designer, and she's something that really fascinated me was she said that different countries also have different color palettes too, which I think is influenced Absolutely. by the light around yeah. us. The
1: yeah,
0: yeah, which, which was I blew me away because um, she was based in the UK at the time and so the colours were more pastels and a Mm -hmm. bit more soft and subdued and um, being Australian and she's Australian as well she said the Australian colour palette's a lot more bright and vibrant because I guess we have the brighter sunshine which changes how we perceive colour.
1: on my Patreon, we're doing a a whole color study this year with fabric and stitch because you can control the colors of the fabric some, but not of the thread you're using. So I kind of wanted to do this controlled study. But when I was in Colorado, I used a lot lot more brighter colors because we have so much intense sun. It's like you're fighting against that intense sun to like be heard maybe Mm -hmm. if that's a good analogy. And here Mm -hmm. everything is so much softer Mm -hmm. and gentler that boy, I'm I never used these colors in Colorado. Never. Well, maybe the green, but this little peachy. Yeah. No, I never used that in Colorado.
0: That's that's fascinating. I'm wondering if it's because when you have a bright sun, the colors,
1: the softer colors do, almost absolutely. feel washed out. Yeah, yeah. And here that they can um, mm. they can be. I feel like they can be seen a little bit more. Where in Colorado it was just. You had to, you were competing against the bright blue sky and the bright, intense colors of everything around. So it's different. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Now, you know what? That kind of makes me think to back to some of the f- photographic days when I take pictures mm-hmm. with, um, with the camera, like other than <laughs> a phone, I guess is what I'm trying to say there. And um, there, I always found that taking pictures on overcast days just gave a much better result because the colors could come out better and you could get yeah. better clarity image versus something and it, it kind of defies logic because you kind of assume that if you've got a nice sunny day you put it outside and you take a picture but the the strength of the sun and yeah. sometimes even the shadow yeah, so... detract from
1: that's amazing uh, yeah. so when you think about it it makes yeah. sense that in the UK they would like softer colors because they don't I don't want to be quite so so loud you don't have to compete against the bright side yeah Yeah,
0: exactly yeah yeah and um you were saying that you're so this is a really lovely segue into some of the fabulous things that you do in your patreon um membership you're doing a color study with thread as well so does that mean you're painting so what we're doing is
1: um because i kept thinking about about trying to do like how the color mixing, how your eyes see color differently based on where it's sitting mm. on. And there's a wide mm. variety of fabric colors, and you can paint your own fabric and get your own color. But with thread, um, mm. unless you want to paint or dye your thread, you're just going to use what's available. and. And it tends to be limited because the thread companies, they're like, this is what we have. And and you can't blame them. I mean, they can't have, there's like 4 million colors. So, um, you know, we can't really have, expect them to give us thread in all those colors. So I, you know. um, so I kind of designed this study where just using some basic colors um, that were available in fabric and then solid colors in uh, but I chose hand dyes because I wanted that softer look and then pairing it with the threads that mm. were easily available that I already had. I was trying not to buy new new threads. And it's been quite interesting. We're doing a color a month. And then um, I, I didn't bring that, um, I don't have a sample near me, but um, I do the first week we do a solid stitch. Like, so there's a um, square of fabric, the yellow. And then I'll stitch yellow in the middle. And then I'll stitch red in the middle and blue in the middle and yellow green. We go all the way around the color wheel. So you can see how it looks in, in like mm-hmm. a satin stitch. And then the next week I do a running stitch. And this is with pearl cotton, so it's kind of above on the surface, sitting on the surface. Um, and so then you can see how it looks when it's stitched completely across with a running stitch. And then I do it with machine stitching. and it's fascinating. Every month I think, oh, this might be boring. And every month I'm like, oh, this is so fascinating how our eyes see the color and how (laughs) the thread color affects how we see the fabric color. It's, on some of the samples, it's really, really obvious how, um, like, the yellow will change the base fabric color, just the way our eyes are kind of mixing. Mm -hmm. It's kind of, you know, like, pointillism and... um, those techniques where they're just putting dots of color next to each other. So anyway, it's been really interesting.
0: Oh my goodness. Absolutely. And not to mention fun because you obviously love color. So being able to put these colors together and seeing what happens when, when you mix them and how the eye sees them differently and then reinterprets them differently. Yeah. I could imagine it would be like, it's kind of a bit like, being a bad scientist, um, i like that, I, I like that in my studio, a little bit of a scientist. Like,
1: okay, I can do this combination, and then I'll try this combination, and then I'll try this combination, and oh, what about that one? I do that all the time in the studio. Yes. <laughs> we're all making a great resource, yes, it, so we'll have a reference, so we're doing like 8x10 sheets fabric samples, mm-hmm. and so we'll have a reference mm-hmm. that we can look back and go, when you're trying to create a project, like what color do I want to And how is this going to change it? So you don't make those mistakes where you're ripping out all the thread you put in.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes, that's a, and what a lovely um, thing to have at the end of the experiment too, like this beautiful swatch of colors and the way they work with one another as well.
1: I was going to say, you're finding your own unique colors that work for you instead of always just relying on color combinations that you see out there it's like which ones resonate with you I'm always trying to help my students understand that it doesn't matter what the rest of the world thinks what works what resonates for, with you personally and what makes your heart sing
0: yeah yeah and that's that's so important because we all do have our own different colour preferences and and this is this is something I absolutely love like the colours that I might work with uh, would be totally different to what you might work work with for example or you'll put colours together that I wouldn't even think about putting together and then see you working with them be like wow that's really beautiful I love the way you put those colours together so it's great that you're encouraging and giving almost
1: giving people permission to following yeah. what's well, right. I think that's then. my biggest job as a teacher is to help people find their unique voice and give them the permission to to follow that voice. I think it's really important Yes,
0: yes, I totally agree. And we've got um, Kim's bringing in some comments saying that if it resonates with Absolutely. you, it will resonate with others. And that's so true too. Yeah, yeah. And and I think um, it's great, Liz, that you're empowering people to feel comfortable using their own voice, because um, if you're starting out or you don't have the confidence, it's very easy to not feel confident or yep. trust your own instincts. Well, we've been
1: taught kind of not to trust our own instincts. That you know we have to um, go by what this this authority says. This is this this authority says this is the right combination of techniques and tools and colors, and we should follow all those rules. But really, right. um, we know it, and that's one of the things I love about this making Zen retreat that you've put together is such a wide variety of teachers and so many techniques and there'll be something that everybody can take away something that is just going to light them up and they're going to get so excited to go try it.
0: Hmm. Exactly and I think sometimes and this is where the beauty of having so many things by so many different artists all at once is you've got all these different opportunities and Mm -hmm. a limited amount of time sometimes. So I know from past experience, past retreats, people like to take the techniques of one teacher and Mm -hmm. then apply it with some of the techniques from another artist and and so forth. So you get this really beautiful blend of ideas and um, opportunities and possibilities that you you wouldn't think of. Yeah, uh, I agree. We saw
1: such beautiful work come out last year with people taking this and that and putting them together in a whole unique way like magic
0: yes yes it is and that's a, a really nice um thing actually for people who haven't signed up for or joined the Making Zen facebook page please pop over and do so i'll put a link to that um in the notes below but that's such a great um place to share your projects and get inspiration from others because everybody's sharing what they're making and, and doing see, on there
1: and so see everybody's color experience. combinations but-
0: Yes. <laughs> Do you um, have uh, a, co- a color combination that kind of really
1: took um, you by surprise with all the coloration um, you're doing? Um, I've always hated blue and brown together. It's just, like, kind of weird because, like, outside is blue and brown and green. Um, and I like green and brown and green and blue, but I've really <laughs> never enjoyed blue and green I'm sorry blue and brown together especially that kind of lighter blue and all of a sudden I find myself like adding blue and brown together like really rich chocolate brown with this more aqua blue I just Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love I love playing with different color combinations
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's funny isn't it um I remember a colour combination that I wouldn't have put together in a million years, and yet I totally love it to this day. And it's like um, cerulean blue, so bright sky blue with scarlet or bright red. It just sounds so contrasty, clashy, and yet it can look really nice, the two colours combined. Like, obviously, it is, you've got a cool and a warm, so there's a lot of contrast there. But, yeah, yeah, but it works (laughs) somehow, sometimes. (laughs) The other colour combination that I love, um, and you're probably discovering in your explorations, is how violet or some of the
1: mauves change colours. Oh, yes, yes. As a matter of fact, I had just done this, uh, painted a whole bunch of um, this kind of raspberry, pinkish color, and I was playing with it with the, all, the, all the other colors, and I was like, oh, I kind of like these together. Like, I this is kind of close to Christmas, but I love them mm-hmm. together, and I wouldn't normally have put them together, and that's because I have all these scraps sitting around. They're just, like, in piles next to each other, and they kind of get to make their own friendships, and I'm like, oh, the observer, I'll use you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, that's it, isn't it? You get a chance to like when you visually got them out and about, you can see how they look together, and you know you
1: probably randomly put them down on the table, not yeah. kind of thinking they were in about a big messy pile. Or... And that's how I um, do the fabrics for my stitch meditations. Uh, they are just in a heap, jumbled, messy, in a basket, a really big basket. And some mornings I just see which ones have kind of percolated up to the top of the basket and I'm like oh I never would have put those together but there you go I'll play with you today. That's, that's, so,
0: <laughs> so in some senses you're working with a, a randomness of what might happen but perhaps that randomness is not by chance. <laughs> Excuse me.
1: I think that there are other forces at play because I, I can look at that basket mm-hmm. um, I look at it every day and one day I notice a fabric that i know has been in there for years and then all of a sudden it's like there it is and it's like use me i'm like ah there's there's something else uh, a creative force that is in my studio helping me pick which com- combinations to try and uh, which colors to pick it's very fun
0: yeah oh it, it really is isn't it and when you're leaving things open to chance I don't know if chance is quite the right word. So leaving things open, it's just letting things in. So you're not so controlled or prescriptive on the way things are, but you're kind of working with what the materials are and sometimes you they want sometimes to do. I too. would leave
1: it to chance in Colorado. My meditation went- chair was right in front of a window and in summer I would have the window open. So every morning I'd come down and fabric would have blown on the floor and And I would often just pick up whatever was on the floor and stitch with that that morning. It was very liberating and freeing because it always turned out great. I mean, maybe it wasn't a work of art, Mm -hmm. but it was pleasant. I had a good time. It served its purpose of helping me dive into meditation. Um, And it kind of took some of the stress off of it just to have, let the universe help me pick what fabrics I was gonna use yeah it, Mother nature whoever came in and blew the fabrics all over the floor
0: well it, it kind of takes off like you're saying some of the pressure because sometimes um the the logical mind takes over and mm-hmm. it wants to plan and organize and control yeah. everything so and in your process of working you really like to embrace the randomness and um work in a more intuitive way so it's yeah. much more f- much more freeing it's going to be a while so to get there yeah, i yeah.
1: um i am a recovering perfectionist so um i definitely have that perfectionist streak and if i'm stressed sometimes it'll come up and be like <laughs> this is not perfect so i have to work at it sometimes but it's it's made me a much better artist to let go of perfection and just kind of let things mm-hmm. flow and be in that creative flow it's, plus Like I said, it's kind of magical.
0: Yeah. It's almost like um, I was reading through, uh, I think it's Alice Fox, and she um, works a lot with natural fibres and she um, has an allotment in the UK. And she has a manifesto for herself where she's kind of got these rules for making. Um, And, you know, they're things like it has to be found on the allotment and I I can't go out and buy. Things and all that kind of stuff so it sounds like in some senses this is your making manifesto where you invite in the other forces to help with absolutely, the collaboration absolutely. process
1: without sounding too woo woo but um i i think that there's a, an energy connection between the universe and us and when we tap into our creative creativity yeah. and we don't shut the door with all the rules that allows us to just really bloom and um and it it brings you such a unique level of joy when you work that way much much different from when it's all planned well, it's,
0: and i th- i think um that's one of the beauties about also embracing mistakes because a mistake is never <laughs> planned otherwise it's wouldn't be considered a mistake And um, you have, you know, that's one of the ways I really enjoy working is embracing the mistakes. It's really hard, particularly when you have Mm. a preconceived idea of the outcome. Uh, So sometimes there's a big process of letting go and putting it aside and looking at it with new eyes the next day. But it's that same kind of idea, isn't it? We're working with the unknown. And allowing that
1: sometimes mistakes lead you somewhere really interesting. That you would, that some place you wouldn't have gone back to go yep. because it was unknown. So I love that about making mistakes. Yeah, yeah
0: me too. <laughs> Gives me goosebumps just thinking about it. <laughs> and um, Liz, because you do like to, um, I think creating is part of your daily practice. Do you have any tips for um, people who would love to maybe? start a creative practice on a daily basis or invite a little bit more creativity into their lives particularly for people who feel like they don't have the time
1: um yes i i think it's so important that when we're really busy and we're working and we have kids and um you know there's just always something going on when you stop and take 15 minutes to do something creative. It doesn't have to be a really long time. My stitch meditations in the morning take me about 20 minutes from start to finish, picking out the fabric to finish. And it's just that quiet time that it centers me in a way that nothing else does. And it can be just as simple as making marks on paper, or it can be stitching. I I find the running stitch is perfect for this because it helps you get into the rhythm of the stitch without the pressure of doing something right. Your stitches don't have to be even. And so even mm-hmm. if you're like really busy, and grab a fab, one piece of fabric and just stitch on it every single day. And pick a color based on your mood or the weather. And you can just do layers and layers of running stitch and pretty soon you'll have a really interesting piece, a record of your time, but you'll also have this beautiful quietness that that only comes when we really let our creative soul out we've we've become so dominated in our culture with um left brain thinking it's it's kind of taken over everything and and we've forgotten that we operate better when we use our whole brain and that mm-hmm. is really that's mm-hmm. the goal and Being creative and trying meditation; those are ways that you access your right brain, so that you can become more more centered and um, more the best the best you that you can be. People think, yeah, people think taking time to be creative is really selfish time. But it you you show up so much better um, for everybody, for yourself, and your family and your community when you've taken some time to. be creative
0: yeah yeah it's it's so true isn't it like you it's so easy to discount and I know personally sometimes the creative part falls to the end of the to-do list but if you you know even if you put aside five or ten minutes how that process it's almost instills a calmness or a stillness or like you say a centeredness and you just kind of almost glide through the rest of the day because you've had that you've found that stillness in the morning
1: to just sit and and be Uh, it doesn't take very long either i think it's amazing The i've had a couple really crazy busy weeks and i've only been able to do my um, stitching in the morning three mornings a week and and my stress level just it just starts rising and my ability to just be calm and centered and meet the chaos as a calm and centered person, um, it just gets harder when I'm not doing it. So, and it doesn't have to be much. And and the real key though is to let go of perfection. Don't have any expectations of creating art or creating anything. Just go in to be open and see what happens.
0: Yeah. Yep. So would you say, for example, would you suggest um, for people who really like this idea and would like to get started, you mentioned you have a basket of fabrics. Would you suggest maybe they do something like that or some, some bundles of threads
1: or what would you suggest?
0: I think um, it's is a really, great way to really start? important
1: whether you you want to do drawing with pen and paper or fabric stitching. I'm, you know, we're all about stitching. Is to have everything right there but it doesn't need to be a big space it can be one basket that just has fabric scraps a backing fabric some needles and some thread and you can use any kind of thread you can use any kind of fabric um, I would just make sure it was a fabric that was easy to hand stitch through and you don't really want to be using your mm-hmm. um, boutique fabrics because they're kind of hard to stitch through but um, just to have have it all right there and ready so that you don't have to go prepare anything. And I learned that when I first started doing stitch meditations. Mm-hmm. If I had to go and cut fabric, it, it just didn't, I got distracted on the way to cutting fabric to do. So I never got back to to actually sitting and <laughs> stitching. So just have, have a little basket with everything right there and, or a little tray, you can make it cute. and Well, it's always more fun when something's cute. When I do events, so yeah. A lot of yes. times I'll That's use so a little silver tray when I have an event with like four or five people around a table. I'll use a silver tray and put some fabric on it, and the needles, and a pincushion, and scissors, and the thread in a little bowl. And it just looks really cute.
0: Mm. And that, that almost is part of the ritual too, isn't it, in a sense that you've got this beautiful offering. It's almost like, you know, the, the tea rituals um, that happen in Japan and it's all beautifully laid out and they say things yeah. taste better if they look good. So if you're presenting this nicely to yourself, then you're probably more inclined to have a play because you can't help but go, ooh, I wonder what happens if I put ooh. that colour with that colour yeah. and this thread yeah. with that fabric and, and all that kind of stuff yeah yeah oh i love it <laughs> not to mention on a silver tray it so it's kind of like on a the silver tray i like it yourself. and you
1: can find you find them at secondhand shops all mm. the time
0: oh that's such a lovely idea so i'd love to put that out to our audience who's um following along right now let's see if we can put together a little tea tray of goodies to get us started with the stitching in the morning yeah, that that's a beautiful be idea fun. Little, little can post our pictures it, it, yes yes please do so we should um either course, share yeah. in the facebook group if yeah. you um are part of the community there or um share on instagram with hashtag making zen may 23 or 2023 uh so that we can see some yeah. of your ideas there but i love no, it's that it's really fun this. that's and great
1: while you're at the second hand store that's where you can pick up fabric scraps if you don't happen to have any so I mean, most of us probably have them, yeah, but if, yeah, if you need yeah. others, you can find all kinds of fabric that you can paint old linens, paint <laughs> up
0: beautifully yeah, oh, such yeah, they are mm-hmm. treasure troves, aren't they? The old second hand stores and thrift stores just that's they're places um, inviting creativity. I think you
1: just have to go and wander through the aisles, yeah, you never know where to mind. find. I kind of banned myself from them for a little while, though I have, t- I have a little bit too much stuff at the mm-hmm. moment. <laughs>
0: I know that feeling well. <laughs> when yeah, you go in and yeah. you've got blinkers on, I only do on one thing. certain things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Liz, I really enjoyed talking to you today and I could spend probably the next hour or two chatting, but I'm very mindful of that your time. True. Thank you so much for joining me today to talk about all the fabulous things that you do. Before we wrap up for today, I'd love to ask you to share a little bit about what you're contributing to
1: the, oh, the bonus, the all-access. Yes. One of my other parents. passions is um, rusty stuff. So I've got a, a workshop on how to rust fabric and how to take care of it and how to use it. And um, sometimes after my classes, you can't really ever throw anything away again. But um, it's all good. So I love rusting <laughs> fabric. It's just such a <laughs> fabulous um Oh, I don't know. It just gives you this wonderful connection with earth, and um, I just love the colors of those fabrics. And it's a really fun little workshop.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that works so nicely mm-hmm. with the the hand painting fabrics too. So they they yeah. can combine
1: quite. And you can find together. some interesting combinations because people sometimes aren't sure what to put with rusted fabric. So you can, you can put just mm-hmm. a lot of a lot more colors than you think with rusted fabric. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm. or you could combine the could combine the two Absolutely. and paint your fabric and then rust yeah, on top
1: yeah. Whoa.
0: yes <laughs> the <laughs> possibilities are endless <laughs> oh well it's it's lovely to have you back again it's, and it's a delight to connect with you i'm so pleased you're part of making zen and um i can't wait for everybody to experience your wonderful work no, thank you, you so much for having all. me kate
1: it's been wonderful it certainly has. Thank bye. you so much. Much love. Chat soon. Bye bye.